0: Helping to make our community a better place. This is the WOKV Ask the Experts Weekend. Discussing the things that matter most to you. Have a question? Have it answered by our local experts. Call 340-1045. That's 340-1045. Now, in the house with Jared on News 1045 WOKV.
1: Hey, hey, that is right. Hello. Good morning. My name is Jared Mellick. I own a business. It's called Universal Roof and Contracting. Throughout the week, we help people primarily with their roofing, siding, and window needs. And then every weekend, come in and answer your home improvement questions. I use the term every uh, moderately loosely. uh, And uh, so I apologize. All the recorded shows... um, But uh, I am here live today, so love for you to be a part of the show. Number to dial, as you heard, is 340-1045, 340-1045. I'm a general contractor as well as a roofing contractor, and so most home improvement questions I should be able to help you out with. Uh, Maybe you're thinking about changing your insulation, and you want to know what's the difference between uh, batten style or blown in, and this spray foam stuff, is it really for me, and what are the different types. Uh, Maybe you're thinking about replacing flooring and you want to know, what's the difference between engineered and hardwood and uh, what's laminate made of? Maybe you're thinking about uh, painting and you want to know what type of preparation you should do first. Uh, Maybe there's a leak somewhere and you want to know, try try to figure out where it came from or how to stop it. Really anything having to do with home improvement, uh, you can give us a call, 340-1045, 340-1045. If you're shy and don't like the sound of your voice on the radio, you can email me a question. You can do that at questions at universalroofjacks.com or questions at inthehouseshow.com. They both come to me uh, on my phone and I can uh, read those and uh, then answer those uh, live on the air. And um, uh, any type of home improvement question is okay. Even though my business, we have a tendency uh, to focus on roofing, siding, and windows. We have a focus uh, uh, on the exterior uh, when it comes to you know, the daily operating of my business. Uh, but actually, I've, uh, I've built custom homes. I've uh, remodeled uh, uh, houses over the years. Uh, and I've been doing a home improvement radio show uh, for about 18 years now. So most questions I, I should be able to tackle uh, when it comes to home improvement. Love for you to be a part of the show. Again, uh, 340-1045. Again, three four zero one right, so uh, I do have a uh, an uh, email question uh, that was left over from uh, last week that I didn't have a chance to get to, so I'll go ahead and uh, read that and then uh, before we get uh, some callers in. So, all right, it says, uh, two of my neighbors, both uh sorry Uh, let me grab the paper again sorry two of my neighbors both had their roofs replaced with metal roofs on one side the neighbor used one where it looks like it has bumps all over it and on the other side it's just a smooth panel what is the difference between these two and which one is better all right, so the one with what you're calling bumps uh, is probably what's called a 5V panel. Uh, 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 could be called a crimped panel, but it's usually one where it has exposed fasteners. Um, uh, and then the other one uh, is most likely, if it's still a... a a panel that runs from the top to the bottom it's probably what's called a standing seam panel um, the main difference between them is that the the one has exposed fasteners the other does not the standing seam panel is done in such a way where there's usually a clip system or there's a bracket system or there's a panel that comes over the top uh, where uh, where it does not have exposed fasteners the, the, uh, the fasteners are hidden so the the main difference is the exposed fastener. I personally, if I'm choosing between the two, I'm going to recommend one that does not have exposed fasteners, uh, where you're not putting a bunch of holes in the in the roof. There's a bunch of other types of metal roofs as well, ones that look like wood shake or ones that looks look like a slate. Uh, but the main difference between those two would be the with the fasteners. The standing seam is going to be more expensive, uh, but it is better in my opinion. So that's kind of a Cliff Notes version of that. Uh, thanks for, uh, for that, um, uh, for that uh, email question. All right, let's go to the phones. Let's talk to Kevin on the south side. Uh, Kevin, you're in the house. How can I help you?
2: Hey, I was calling. I have an investment property I plan on selling and flipping, and I was wondering, I want to put the, uh, I guess they call it fake wood on the floors there. But there's, I'm looking at all these different materials they're made of. I don't know which is the best one to go with.
1: Sure. So, you know, when you're uh, one of the things that you look at in flooring is is what is the long term plan with the house? And then also what style of home is it and, and what's the, the price point? So in this scenario, you're flipping it, which means that you you want to improve it as, as well as possible. But at the same time, you're trying to be cost effective because you want to, I mean, usually when you're flipping a house, you want to make money on it, right? And so the more expensive uh, materials you use, uh, the more it costs. So theoretically, uh, the less uh, money you're going to have at the end of it. So if we look at in general wood, f- wood flooring, there's going to be regular hardwood. There's going to be engineered hardwood, which means it, it really is wood, uh, except that it's engineered in a way where it's not the physical boards. It's actually Layers of wood that are, that are glued together um, uh, and it makes it stronger, it makes it uh, where it doesn't expand and contract as much. And so there's some good, really good uh, uh, options with, with engineered. And then there's laminate. And laminate is basically plastic that, that has a photo on it that looks like wood. So laminate is typically going to be the least expensive of those three options, um, uh, that, and laminates have come a long way where they they look a lot better than they ever have. If you asked me this question 10 years ago, I would have told you, wait, don't waste your money on laminate. It's, uh, it's you know, it, it looks and sounds cheaper. Uh, and so just go ahead and go with the, um, you know, with the engineered. Um, are you on a slab or are you uh, or is it a, a wood fl- subfloor? It's a
2: condominium on the second floor.
1: Okay, so uh, you can do either the engineered or the the laminate. I would look at the uh, the main difference to me would be what is the price point of this uh, of this flip? What is the price point of this uh, uh, of this condo? If it is a really really nice condo where you're trying to get top dollar, then I would get uh, I would do engineered. And if it's a, you know, lower price point, then I would probably just stick with the laminate. You want to do something that's consistent with what the buyer there would want. And um, uh, and you want to use uh, colors, obviously, as you know, when you're flipping something that's going to be moderately neutral. Um, but the the quality of installation matters, and so whichever one you use, the laminate or the engineered, you want to make sure that the trim areas where it gets to the uh, to the to the edges and and how it's installed, you want to make sure that it's installed well. Okay. Okay. Great. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thank Appreciate you. your call. Good luck with that, Thank man. You so much. Uh, If you want to take his line, uh, he's not using it anymore. That's why he hung up. Uh, Number here, 340-1045, 340-1045. All right, let's talk to Sarah at the beaches. How are the beaches today, Sarah?
3: Oh, they're beautiful.
1: We're, We're getting through all the standing water
3: from the week, so everything's good out here at the beach.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not allowed to, to complain about standing water since we've had a drought for a while. Nobody's allowed to complain about the rain or standing water.
3: <laughs> no, we love it. We love it. Absolutely. Well, um, I've been noticing a trend out here at the beach. You know, we have traditional shingle roofing. We're mm-hmm. starting to get to the point where we're we may be reevaluating our roofing in the next year or so, but we had been looking at the galvanized or like the metal roofing, but a recent trend out here at the beach looks like people are putting wood shingles on their roofing. And I was just curious what, what that is, what's the pros or cons of doing that over the metal roofing?
1: Sure. So the, uh, I personally would not do uh Wood shake or, or wood shingles. The, the thing is about wood in Florida is that we know it's going to rot. We know it's going to deteriorate. And the thing about wood is that it is more expensive than an asphalt shingle, but it won't last as long. So I personally would not recommend using a, a wood shake. Now the idea with wood shake though is that it's gorgeous. It really is a pretty roof. In fact, I'm originally from Seattle, Washington, and we had wood shake roofs. In fact, the very first roof I ever put on when I was 12 years old was a wood shake roof. And so, I actually love the look of wood shake. Now what what you can do though is there are some composite and there are, are some metal materials that are designed to look like wood shake, but are not made of wood, and so those are a good option, especially along, uh, especially along the beach. There's some, you know, great materials that have a wood shake look, but are not mm-hmm. necessarily made of wood. And so, um, so those I would recommend. Um, I think those would be good. And with, and the, go ahead. And so
3: that's kind of similar to like the shake siding on some of the houses. It's, it looks like the shake siding, but it's actually some sort of composite material.
1: Yes. So I would I would have a tendency. So in composites, I have somewhat of a concern only because I want to make sure that it's been around for a long time. There's when it comes to some of the composites, it seems like there's a new one that pops up every year or two. They're in business for five to 10 years and then they end up going out of business because the, the product fails. Um, with on siding, what we're seeing is that people are using hardy board. Uh, hardy shake uh, is a material. It's a, it's a great composite material. It's tried and true. It's been around a long time. So those on siding on I'm actually okay with. My preference when it comes to the roofing material that looks like Shake would be metal. There's a couple um, uh, metal products that are designed to look like Shake that, that really do work. So if the, it's my house, uh, I, would, I would personally use the, um, the, the metal version of uh, the products that look like Shake. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. If you end up wanting a quote on that, uh, my business, Universal Roof and Contracting, uh, we do uh, roofing work at the beaches all the time. Uh, My office number is 222-8064. Again, 222-8064.
3: Okay, awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great day. You too. And with any selection of material as you're selecting uh, uh, home improvements, the best way to make a decision is with all the information. So in if I'm in her situation, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get a, a, a quote for shingles. I'm going to get a quote for metal. I'm going to get, you know, different quotes so that that way I can compare them and then make a decision based on, you know, what my budget is, how long I plan on living there. You know, what are the advantages and disadvantages of each different type of material? So I think that those are the ways that I'm going to make that decision is with all of the information. So good luck with that. Uh, And uh, again, Universal Roofing Contracting, uh, our phone number uh, at the office, 222-8064. And we do have people standing by to set up those appointments all right need to take a quick break Uh, when we come back more home improvement talk you're listening in the house on news 1045 wokv hey hey welcome back in the house your home improvement questions are answered right here right now Love to hear from you. Number to dial 340-1045 340-1045 Let's go straight back to the phones. Let's talk to Linda in Green Cove Springs. How are you today, Linda? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. And you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Good. I I need to replace
3: a back sun deck and a side sun deck. Mm -hmm. And I've I've heard folks talk about this Trex product. Mm -hmm. Then I got online and read a lot of mixed reviews. What are your thoughts about
1: Trex? Sure. So uh, I like Trex. I I mean, you know, I'm not here to endorse specific brands, but uh, Trex is a brand of uh, composite decking. And so Trex would be probably the, um, uh, the most tried and true, probably the best, in my opinion, of the composite materials. Now, especially when you're comparing it to wood, uh, we know that wood is going to rot, it's going to deteriorate, and so Trex uh, is a material that definitely will last longer than wood. Now, Trex also, uh, over the years, they've they've improved their formula over the years. So, when they first came out with it, uh, they had one formula, and then now, as time has progressed, They've seen how it's uh, performed in the outside, how it's performed in different weather um, uh, elements, and they've improved the formula over the years. So the original Trex, when it came out, compared to the Trex today, uh, it is a better material today than it was when it originally came out. But I 100% would use Trex over the, uh, uh, instead of, you know, just regular pressure treated lumber. I, I think it's definitely significantly better.
3: Okay. With that said, is there anything other that I could take a look at other than Trex?
1: Yeah, there are other brands of composite um, uh, decking. Um, is this over? Is this an elevated wood deck, or is it uh, laying on the ground, or, or um... It is
3: elevated.
1: Okay so yeah i mean with with elevated ones the other thing that you can do i have seen people you know uh build knee walls and and pour uh, you know, backfill and pour the edges and then use like pavers and things like that. But you're getting into an expense uh, that is that is pretty high when you're trying to do that. And then there are other brands of composite decking outside of Trex. So um, but I personally would go with a Trex brand like I that's what I would personally do. So um uh, if I'm installing a, a you know, a, an elevated wood style deck at my home, uh, I personally would use Trex. So. Well, all right then. Good enough for me. Thanks so much. Thanks, Linda. Appreciate your call. Bye now. All right, let's go to Mike uh, in St. Mary's, Georgia. Mike, how are you, man?
2: Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I have a question with uh, uh, some window parts, and I, I apologize for not knowing that the actual name of the parts. But my house was built about 10 years ago. And I'm starting to get uh, failures of, I believe, they're the window sash mechanism, the part that counterbalances the, the weight. Mm-hmm. These are the the spring assists, not the right. not the weights. Yep. And this is where the part comes down um, off the, the cord and physically attaches to the window pivot point. A yep. lot of these are breaking, and then the spring shoots up. And I'm also getting failures of the little latches at the top of the pane that you move inwards to release that, to pivot it out. My problem is I don't know the brand name of the windows, so I'm having a tough time finding the the replacement parts.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's going to be impossible without knowing the brand of the window. Um, Have you contacted the builder?
2: Uh, No, I I haven't contacted him. I was wondering if, if probably the best way is just to have Somebody come over and, and give an estimate if they're going to recognize it, or um, are they built in such a way that, that it, it's a uh, brick-sided uh, house, and right. so it's not like the, the window frame comes out very easily, so... Yeah. It can so, the window frame be left in place and new innards be put in?
1: Not, not would the, yes if if it if you know the brand of the window. So some manufacturers you can replace individual parts, but it's not like those parts are universal. It's not like interchange manufacturer for manufacturer so if you that's why starting out with a manufacturer would be the best would be the best idea so renewal by anderson is the is the best window replacement company that i know however they they don't do repairs on other brands of windows and then i i don't think that uh uh, RBA right now works in uh, works in St. Mary's, Georgia. Uh, they they stop at the um, at the Florida Georgia line, and so. Um, but what I would do in your situation is I would contact the builder so that that way you can determine the manufacturer of the window, and if that manufacturer is still in business, then you can many times get those parts. So for example, let's say that those that those were Anderson windows, then. First of all, there'd be a sticker on the inside of the window that that has the part number on it. Then you could actually call Anderson, and they they could get you. They have all of the history of that individual window. Could get you every single exact part, so you could replace individual components. But the the odds uh, the odds of being able to do that without the manufacturer information is is very very unlikely.
2: Yeah, and I've had these windows. Of, uh as taken apart as I can and I haven't seen you know any manufacturer name or any part numbers or anything like that so
1: yeah I, I okay, would contact so the builder is what I would that, do
2: that's what I'll do okay I, I appreciate your time
1: thanks Mike appreciate your call if you want to take his line, it is uh, you can dial 340-1045. Again, 340-1045. Uh, we need to take a quick break here. Uh, when we can come back, uh, Mark has a uh, metal roof uh, question, uh, and then Leo has a question uh, about uh, um, uh, as well. So you can give us a call. There's one line open for you, 340-1045. You're listening to In the House on News 1045 WOKV.
0: our community a better place this is the wokv ask the experts weekend discussing the things that matter most to you have a question have it answered by our local experts call 340-1045 that's 340-1045 now in the house with jared on news 1045 wokv
1: hey hey welcome back in the house your home improvement questions are answered right here right now want we'll to take a moment to talk to you about Renewal by Anderson. Uh, Renewal by Anderson is the window replacement division of Anderson Corporation. Uh, they are the best when it comes to window and door replacement. And uh, their phone number is 222-8064. Again, 222-8064. And uh, they have a a special and incentive just for our In the House show listeners. It's 20% off the entire order. So uh, not just 20% off one window or one door or just the labor or just the window or just the door. It's off the entire order, 20% off. But it's only available for the first seven callers. You have to dial 222-8064, this exact phone number, 222-8064, in order to take advantage of the Renewal by Anderson uh, discount just for our in-the-house show listeners. So uh, check that out. They make a, a window that's made of a material called Fibrex. So it's a composite material. It's not vinyl. It's not wood. It's not aluminum. It's a composite, and uh, really it doesn't rot. You get the look of a painted wood window without the maintenance and the uh, and the rot of a wood window. So uh, check it out, RenewalByAnderson.com, uh, or, uh, but if you want to get a quote on it, uh, you need to call this exact number because this is the only number to get the 20% off discount, two two All right, let's go to Marcus in Kingsland, Georgia. Marcus, you're in the house. How can I help you, man?
0: Good morning. Um, Good morning. I have a question: I bought a house built in 1988, and it has a, a metal roof, but it's aluminum. Mm-hmm. And it started leaking with these heavy rains. So I went up on the roof to repair it, and I found a. It's got ridges about every 10 inches. I found a place where somebody had stepped on it and actually cut, you know, tore all the way through, and left a gap. So I covered it with aluminum tape. Really proud of myself for identifying the leak, and then the next heavy <laughs> rain. It leaked in the original spot and two more. So, <laughs> so I'm like, well, if I go up again, maybe I'll get six leaks. Anyway, um, <laughs> what I'm, I've got two clues. I'm not familiar with aluminum roofs. I know it's going to expand and contract more. So I'm wondering if maybe the holes need to be larger for the screws with larger you know, rubber seals around the screws. And also, all the screws they used are rusty, mm. which... I'm, I'm not sure if that's normal. Maybe they used the wrong no. screws.
1: Yeah, they. the chances are they did. So, the yeah, if the, if the screws are rusty, chances are it's because the metal of the aluminum panels compared to the metal of the screws are reacting with each other. The chances are they used a galvanized screw instead of either an aluminum screw or a stainless steel. When you have two dissimilar metals uh, next to each other, uh, they will react with one another and cause a, a, a rusting or a or a deterioration of one of the metals and so chances are that is what is happening here Uh, and chances are the leaks are coming in those areas so you have a couple different options as to as to what you can do one is is you can replace all of the screws on the entire roof which is not easy or to do or you can just do what you're doing which is spot repair them and so um, what you would need to do is order uh, I would, I would recommend stainless steel uh screws. Uh, with the rubber washers on them, and then just replace them as as needed or as necessary. If you just uh, you know remove the ones in the area where the problem is coming in, you know, and and the surrounding areas. So if you think that it's one, you know, replace the ten around it, uh, and just go ahead and replace those individual you know those individual screws. It's one of the problems with with metal roofs that have the exposed fasteners. It's usually why I recommend. You know, like the standing seam or the closed seam panels where the fasteners are not exposed, is because usually what happens with these is that those fasteners, uh, through expansion and contraction, start to work out over time, or the neoprene washer wears out out over time, and then water, and then there's a hole in the roof, and the water doesn't know not to go inside that hole, and so, and then yours has an additional problem, which is this dissimilar metal issue, so. Um, uh, yeah, replacing think, the fasteners are really the only thing that you can do.
0: Okay. And you think being aluminum is that a common material or is it just too expensive? It seems like it would expand too much and kind of rock the screws back and forth. Is that no, true? No, I mean or-
1: no, I mean no more than you know. Actually, aluminum uh, compared to you know galvalume, or which is the most common most most common metal roofs we're going to see, are are galvalume. Aluminum is more expensive and it's considered better, and and actually many times does not even expand and contract as much as the as the galvanized does. And so uh, I'm not I'm not anti aluminum. It's considered an upgrade from the regular galvanized. So uh, it yes, metal expands and contracts. So that is. an issue but no more with the metal or not to uh, more with the metal where i get concerned the only my only concern is the fact that it sounds like they didn't use the right fasteners
0: okay so i'll just it will be a weekend hobby to go up and replace 100 screws every saturday yeah
1: Yeah, and just, I would grab stainless steel ones, because stainless, the thing about stainless steel is that, you know, that it is, uh, it does not cause galvanic action with other types of metals, and so stainless steel is the, you know, is is really considered the best. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, brother. Good luck with that. All right. If you want to take his line, three four zero one zero four five. There was also a caller that, that called that that ended up hanging up. I had a question about Provia doors and whether or not I like them or recommend them. Uh, I do like Provia doors. Um, I I think Provia makes a makes a good quality entry door. Um, uh, the when it comes to entry doors, there's a lot of different options. Provia has a good way of um, uh, uh, you know, through the through the through their app of being able to show all of the different doors and the different options. And so I do like Provia doors and Renewal by Anderson um, does offer those as well. So if you're thinking about replacing that front door, uh, call Renewal by Anderson, uh, 222-8064. Again, 222-8064. All right, let's go to Leo in Mandarin. Leo, you're in the house. How can I help you? Hey, good morning. Um, okay. My
3: question is regarding homeowner's insurance. Mm-hmm. I
1: recently got
3: a quote uh, from my, my residence here in Mandarin, and it was an increase, uh, which usually is every year, but this yeah. time I decided I've asked them to, re, you know, re-search um, uh, other po- possible carriers and to come back with something, you know, maybe a little less expensive. And they came back with the following. They said I needed to replumb the house, And rewire the house. And the house has never had a uh, claim against it for electrical failures or uh, water uh, failures. So the question I have, and I can take the answer offline, is that what's the criteria for a homeowner's insurance company to request a homeowner to replumb and rewire the house? The house was built in 1993. I mean, never never having a claim against any, any of those items.
1: Sure. So, what what type of what type of plumbing do you have? Um, it's the is
3: PVC, it, I believe. Okay. You know, some of it does. I guess some of it goes through the ceiling. Most of it goes through the ceiling and then out. You know, to the uh, the main in, input. Uh, I don't think there's anything under the under the floor.
1: And know, then uh, floor. you don't have a you don't have aluminum wiring, right?
3: No, sir. No, okay. I have made sure of that.
1: Yep. Okay. So, so, I mean, if we look at insurance companies, I mean, what they're doing is they're, they're looking at risk. So what they're doing, how they decide how much to charge each individual um, homeowner is they look at a number of different things. They look at when the house was constructed. They look at the type of material that is used. They look at the location and what, basically what they're doing is they're trying to assess the risk of each individual area to see what, are the, what is the likelihood that they're going to have a claim. Understand that insurance companies are businesses just like anybody else, and how they make money is by bringing in more money than they pay out. And so if we look at what it is that they're saying here, we know that many losses are caused by those two things. Many losses on insurance companies are caused by plumbing leaks And many losses are caused by uh, electrical items like fires. So therefore, if you have a uh, plumbing system that was done in 1993 versus it being replumbed in 2017, the likelihood of that plumbing failing when it's new in 2017 is less than plumbing that was installed in 1993 so therefore their risk is less so therefore the the rate would be lower it's the same thing with electrical if you have electrical that was done in 2017 versus electrical that was done in 1993 the odds of the electrical causing a fire when it was done in 1993 compared to 2017 is much greater so really what they're just saying is is that if that if you replace these two things, you're going to have a lower rate? Well, the problem is is those two things are very expensive to fix. You, I mean, plumbing a house is thousands of dollars, and redoing electrical is thousands of dollars. So it, it and there's if you if you told me you had polybutylene plumbing. Uh, which is which is a plumbing that fails very easily and there have been known to be problems I would tell you it's probably a good idea to replumb your house or if you told me you had aluminum wiring I would tell you it's a good idea to redo your 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 electrical but in th- those two scenarios 1993 you don't have polybutylene and you don't have um, uh, you don't have uh, aluminum wiring then I wouldn't do those things I would just continue to get quotes from different insurance companies but of course it's going to be less if every Everything is new because there's greater risk. But if you look at the, the the amount of money that you spend versus the return of lowering your insurance, you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars to do those two projects, and you're going to lower your insurance by a few hundred bucks. It's not worth it. So uh, I would just continue to look at different insurance companies and see where you're getting the lowest rate. All
3: right. Thank you, sir. Okay. Uh, thank you.
1: Bye. Thanks, brother. Take care. All right. Let's go. Uh, do I have time to take one more before I take a break? Okay, let's go to Marty on the south side. Marty, you're in the house. How can I help you?
3: Oh, thank you. I have old glass sliding doors that mm-hmm. go out onto the deck, and the rollers are gone.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, what do I do? So, do you know what brand uh, door it is?
3: No idea. There's nothing
1: on it. Okay. Okay. Officer. So. So one, you can have the individual rollers replaced. So um, uh, I don't necessarily have anybody you know that that works on the south side that uh, that i can recommend that just replaces rollers uh but there are a number of different uh companies who specialize in just uh replacing the the rollers on sliding glass doors basically they'll come in they'll remove the sliding glass door replace the individual roller on it and then reset it and that will buy you some time Um, so that is one option is just have the individual rollers replaced the, the next option obviously would be to replace that sliding glass door now um, the the there are better uh, rolling systems than others not every sliding glass door is created equal uh, I personally like Anderson uh, uh Uh, sliding or gliding uh, doors, Uh, they actually have ones that look like French doors. So if you decide you ever want to replace that, then I would recommend Renewal by Anderson. If you're looking to just have it repaired, uh, I would just uh, Google for um, uh, sliding uh, glass door roller replacement, uh, and uh, you should be able to find a local company that would would do that for you.
3: Thank you so much. I Google everything. I don't know why. I didn't even think of that. Yep. Thank you.
1: <laughs> it's it's hard to believe that my answer here on the on the radio is to google it but uh, but uh but I just don't have somebody that I can recommend that works in your area. So, uh, Thank you. Yep, Thank you. no problem. Take care. Appreciate your call. All right, that music means we need to take a break. We've got one more segment left. It's your last chance to call for this week's show. You would give me a call 340-1045 again 340-1045 and you're listening in the house. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome back in the house. Your home improvement questions are answered. Give us a call, 340-1045. Again, 340-1045, last chance for this week's show to get your question answered. If you miss any part, uh, you can go to inthehouseshow.com and uh, listen for tips and tricks. And uh, also you can call my business if you're thinking about um, having your roof replaced or you've had any leaks uh, in, the, in the recent storms. Uh, or you're thinking about uh, replacing or repairing any siding, uh, you can give us a call at Universal Roof and Contracting. Our office number is 495-0948. Again, 495-0948. Of course, area code 904. All right, let's go to Gus in St. Augustine. Gus, you're in the house. How can I help you?
0: Yeah, hey, how you doing? Hey, I got a uh, paver deck. Thanks for taking my call. Yep. Um, I used a sand
2: that you wet after you put it down, and it turns hard. Supposedly yes. keeps
0: uh, you know weeds out, but I'm getting weeds, and it's turning black. I tried washing it with like a simple green, something like that, but it just ain't working.
1: Sure. So the yeah, I mean the the sand is really common to get weeds in there. And then, so the, a number of uh, manufacturers have come out with the, the hardening, um, sand stuff. The problem is, is that if it's not filled all the way up to the top of the paver, then there's still like a, a little groove in there for, for moisture to get in and moisture to sit. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get other dirt and, and stuff in there. And, and so things can still grow. And so, um, So uh, if you look at most paver manufacturers recommend cleaning with a uh, combination of uh, pool grade chlorine and TSP, which is trisodium phosphate. So if you spray that on and and then rinse it off, that's usually what's going to kill. It's like a fungus and algae and growth that goes in there. It's pool-grade chlorine and TSP, trisodium phosphate. Now, you have to be really cautious with that, though, because it's not, you know, it's a chemical, right? And, and you know, it's chlorine, and you, you don't want to get it on your skin. You don't want to get it in your eyes. Usually, I recommend that you use a, a pump-up sprayer. Um, and you want to make sure that you use a pump-up sprayer that does not have uh, internal metal components. It's got to be just the, the plastic components. And you want to be very cautious about getting that around your, um, uh, uh, around your plants and your grass because it's definitely anything that's strong enough to kill the plant growing in those pavers is strong enough to kill those plants that are around the outside. So uh, good luck with that, and, and um, hopefully that, uh, that helps. All right, let's, uh, let's go to David on the north side. David, you're in the house. How can I help you?
2: Uh, I've got a home that's about 40 years old that's got vinyl siding on it, and I was thinking about replacing it. What do you think about the uh, party board siding, and what's the cost of the square foot of that as compared to vinyl siding?
1: Sure. So I love Hardy Board. I, I, you know, I have Hardy Board on my personal house. It's the sighting that I recommend. Um, uh, Hardy uh, has done a phenomenal job uh, in in research and, and development of de- dis, uh, of making a product that really can uh, stand up to the Florida weather. So uh, so I'm a huge fan of Hardy Board. Uh, and so that's what I would recommend and it's what I have on my own personal home. Now in regards to cost, it's definitely more expensive than, than what vinyl is, uh, you know, but it looks better too. And in, in regards to cost per square foot, there's the, the hardy panel, which is the four by eight sheets. There's the hardy boards or the hardy lap siding, which comes in different, uh, different sizes. There's also, they have a shake style. And so and then they have ones that that's just a primed finish and then they have ones that are that is a that is pre-finished from the factory with color plus
0: for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call